Please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. Stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut or Colorado, the United States or Europe or anywhere in the world. Woo! Please be seated. Man, I can still hear my mother's voice. She hasn't walked this planet for 20 years, but she's here, so welcome everybody. A very special welcome to visitors and guests and any extended family who are here this morning. If this is your first time here at First Congregational Church, or if First Congregational Church is what you think about first every Sunday morning, you're welcome here. Whether your faith is punctuated by exclamation marks or question marks or some combination of the two, you are welcome here. My name is Sarah Verasco, this is Amelia Richardson Dress, and we welcome you with joy because when we gather here in this space, we mean it when we say no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. You know this story. Even if this is your first time in a Christian church, you know this story Because by my count, you've already heard it four times this morning. And so maybe a fair question would be, why are you going to tell it again? Well, it's because it's a story that never gets old. That's why. Not only that, but it gets better with repetition and with age and with time and understanding. So let's listen with fresh ears to this account of resurrection from the Gospel of Matthew. As the women approached the tomb, the angel spoke to them, saying, There's nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. Jesus is not here. He was raised, just as he said. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Now get on your Way quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead. He is going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. That's the message. The women, deep in wonder and full of joy, lost no time in leaving the tomb. They ran to tell the disciples. Then Jesus met them, stopping them in their tracks. Good morning, he said. They fell to their knees, embraced his feet, and worshipped him. Jesus said, You're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Go tell my friends that they are to go to Galilee, and I'll meet them there. So what is it with Galilee? Tell them to go to Galilee, and that's where I'll meet them. So I I looked on a map. I'm like, what's with Galilee? I mean, you know, I'm not very good with geography. So I looked it up, and it turns out Galilee is a region. It's not even a town. It has an upper region, a lower region, Nazareth, 
is part of the lower region. So saying, go to Galilee is like saying, meet me at Disney World. Like where? Where? Like at the main gate, Avatar Flight of Passage, Splash Mountain. Where are we going to meet? It's not clear. Just go to Galilee. If we look back in the Gospels, Galilee is a place of teaching. It's a place of healing. It's a place of feeding. It was on the Sea of Galilee that Jesus calmed the storm. It was on the banks of that sea that Jesus fed 5,000. It's a place of beginnings, a place of revelation. It's a place where the power of God's love, compassion, mercy, and grace were practiced. It's where Jesus meets us in those places. Where are those places in your life? Where are those places where Jesus meets you? Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan invite us to remember that the Easter proclamation tells us something about the character of God. And what Easter affirms is that the domination systems of this world are not God. And they do not have the final word. God said yes to Jesus. And God said no to the power that executed him. The risen one, the one we call Christ, is God's ambassador still. All power and all authority rests in the one who meets us on the way. And what does he say to the women who are heading back? Good morning. Hi. And then they cling to him and begin to worship him. And then we hear what he says so often. Don't be frightened. It's not a denial that fear is real. It's an affirmation that fear is not the way. It's words of greeting and words of assurance. Note what hasn't been said. Nothing about what happened to him. No retaliation. Let's organize and get even. None of that. No put-downs about whose hand was on the hammer. No shaming or blaming. No amassing arsenals and weapons of destruction. Good morning. No need to be frightened. That's a big old yes to the ways of transformation in life. That's what the empty tomb symbolizes, transformation and life. Yes to taking one more step toward 
God's dream. It's as if Jesus didn't miss a beat. All right, nothing really happened on Saturday, according to the story. But once the tomb was open, he was right back in it. Right back in the mission of fulfilling God's dream. And here's some good news for you. This work is not just for lifelong disciples. There's always room for walk-ons. We're welcome to join in this. And here at UCC Longmont, we do it together as a community. The power and authority of God's yes is the only way to a peace and a purpose that will bring you joy. Now, I can tell you all the times I've tried to do it a different way and it didn't work, but I'm guessing that you know that too. I'm guessing you know by your very life the things that have kept you up at night are probably not how much you share compassion and joy and grace. No, it's the things you worry about. It's the grudges you keep. It's the fears you have. That's not the way of everlasting life. That's the way of fear. And it will continue to keep you up at night until you're willing to grab hold of this story, grab hold of these teachings, and try them. I imagine it's like someone going to a 12-step meeting for the first time. Desperate enough to go, and I'm going to give this a try. And what happens? Based on what I've heard, it's like, wow, this is different. It's weird. Different. I'm learning. I'm starting to feel better. My body feels a little better because I'm not filling it with toxic substances. Relapse. Get the courage to go back. Start working the program again. Get a sponsor this time to help you. Oh, I remember this feeling in my body. But now I have these emotions I have to deal with that are not being numbed by substances. Now what do I do? Now your substance could be alcohol, it could be sugar, it could be watching the news. Wherever you get your buzz. It's worth noting that this story of resurrection happened the day after Sabbath. The day after saying no to those things that distract and distort. The day after your phone was off all day. Can you even imagine that? Start with a half hour. I felt the anxiety rise. (laughs) Don't be frightened. Don't be frightened. Go to Galilee and you'll see Jesus. It's a whole new world of options 
from the perspective of eternal life. It's not like we have to earn it. It's already there. So quit trying to be perfect. Just be yourself. Quit trying to decide what's right and what's wrong in other people's behaviors. Just let them be. Stay in your lane. Take your inventory. If you do that, what I have found is that it opens my heart in compassion. Because it's like, oh, I, I get that. <laughs> I am that. Don't be fooled. You know, it says, go to Galilee and you will see him. And sometimes our music betrays us as well. Um, but don't be fooled by the pronoun here. The resurrected Jesus is not limited to a specific form or frame or even fashion. Could have a robe on or not. The places of ministry where you will see Jesus moving artfully in and out of the frame are where the people and places of betrayal and injustice are evident. See, it says we will see him. So let's believe that. So where is betrayal and injustice? You have to get close to that. Perhaps the betrayal in your own life is a place to start. And as the women did, keep vigil, which means be awake, be attentive to see Jesus. And I'll just tell you three very quick examples of moments where I have seen the risen Jesus in very different forms and frames and fashion. The first was when I was a dishwasher at a restaurant. And, you know, the back of the house is very different than the front of the house. And there I was trying to keep up with the people that were much better at doing that than I was. And this man, this very large man, with a gold tooth, came up to me with a plate of fish and he handed me a morsel of fish and I was so stunned that I could only just take it and put it in my mouth there was something about the twinkle in his eyes and the gentleness of his spirit as he presented me with this fish that caused me to pause. The lasting memory is really of how amazingly delicious that fish was. The nourishment I received in that moment is truly a resurrection experience. And it was very healing for me. The second one was in the streets of New York. I was about to get on a bus. And it's, it's hard to avoid people who are asking for money. And it just becomes a cacophony of sound that's almost like a soundtrack of the city. But through that noise, I heard pizza. And I, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but it got my attention. And I turned, 
And there was this person, completely different person than the one in the kitchen. Same twinkle, though. Same presence. I emptied my pockets. The last one was an example of going to a cemetery. So I went to the cemetery where both of my parents are buried. It's right next to a Presbyterian church. And they have an Easter sunrise service. And um, so I went, I went to the service, and I felt kind of weird about having empty hands. Like, so I took one of the lilies by the cross and put it on my parents' grave, um, which seemed like an okay thing to do at the time. I wouldn't suggest it now, but it's, there are worse things. But what struck me was my anticipation of going to that place, going to that place of death. You know, it felt like a combination of obligation and also an earnest wanting to see them somehow. But when I got there, and I know many of you can relate to this bird, there was a cardinal there at the gate of the cemetery And it was just hanging out there. And when I went into the cemetery, there was this sense that I was at the wrong place. If that's sort of what I was looking for, I wasn't at the right place. And of course, the bird flew right by my face and flew right out of the cemetery. Not to be found in places of death, but to be found in places of life. What are your stories? We need to tell these Galilee stories where the resurrection of Jesus and God's power and presence are alive. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, you don't have to understand this intellectually to live as Easter people. I have no problem suspending intellect, ever. (laughs) It's a gift. (laughs) You might want to try it. It's a lot easier. I have other issues, but that's not one. But what that does is it allows us to cling to the teachings and live them as if they will save your life because they saved my life. And I bet I'm not the only one. When you look at the world through those teachings... It changes the world. Allow yourself to get swept up in the story. Let go of the grudge. Learn to see and help relieve the fear of others. Let down your defenses. Take off the armor. You don't need it. If you're living in a situation where you need it, find a different situation will help you. Try it just for today. Remember, it was the Sabbath that preceded the empty tomb. Try it just for today. 
take another step towards God's dream. We don't do this by dying. We do this by realizing that our lives have just begun. Friends in Christ, may the joyful music lead you onward. And when you go, wherever you go, may the living God who raised Jesus from the dead raise up new life within you. And may the risen one who goes ahead meet you where you go. May your speech, service, and silences give glory to God's name and presence. And may the beauty and the sweetness of intimacy and certainty of everlasting love be on you. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.